1: you're listening to perpetual traffic
0: hello and welcome to the perpetual traffic podcast this is your host ralph burns and this is episode 286 And I am joined here virtually by my awesome co-host, Amanda Powell. Amanda, how are you?
1: Good. Trying to stay warm in the freezing 60 degree weather in Texas. But how are you, (laughs) Ralph?
0: Well, it's a little colder where I'm at. It's about 17 (laughs) degrees here in Chapley, Maine. And uh, I've got the fire raging in the background because the heat really doesn't work up here. And uh, hopefully hopefully I won't asphyxiate myself.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I so So if so I go too. really
0: quiet, that like, might be the reason why because I think there's something wrong with the flu here. I don't know. I need a chimney <laughs> guy. So uh, yeah, it's year end and uh, doing a few things up in the vacation house and uh, we wanted to... Sort of wrap up this year and say good riddance to 2020. Jesus, what a cluster of a year! I don't, I don't think we can
1: putting it lightly.
0: I don't think words even describe <laughs> what 2020 was like. I there mean, are no words. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And uh, what is really cool though is that. You know, back in February when this whole storm was about to happen, uh, I was just about to head to San Diego to do a talk for Traffic and Conversion Summit, which (laughs) I was always looking forward to. It's my favorite conference of the year, and you just finished up like a totally kick-ass week recording and without a hitch. Like that's an amazing feat that you guys did. Like pulled off TNC and. Uh, congratulations to you and the team because I know you had a lot to do with it.
1: Thanks. Yeah, the team really came together. I think it's been pretty quiet today in the DM virtual offices. We like to call it a nice TNC hangover. (laughs) (laughs) Normally, it's like a real hangover right after TNC. Absolutely. But I think we're feeling a bit of a zoom hangover, but things went really, really well. We had like some pretty cool movie screens set up for Mm -hmm. our speakers that were able to talk live to our audience. And that was really cool, but no major audio or video issues, which I think everyone was pleasantly surprised about as well as our audience was hopefully pleasantly surprised. Cause I know that was Honestly, I wasn't expecting it to go as smooth as it went just because it's the first time doing like a, not just like a virtual conference, but also an interactive virtual conference. Like that was the whole point of being able to still have speakers live, even though our audience was virtual, was that like the speakers could interact with our audience members. So it went really well. Yeah, we're really happy with how it went. And now now we're just going to make it more difficult for ourselves cuz come september next year it, we're going to try to do both.
0: Oh really? I didn't realize that was the deal. That's yeah. that's very cool.
1: Cuz we saw so many people was there. I know Ryan in his opening keynote was asking people how many people was the first time and honestly, I think it was like a good 70-80% was their first time cuz like a lot of people can't attend when we do it out in San Diego. So People were up at 2.30 in the morning around the world tuning in. It was pretty cool.
0: That's very cool. So it's it's almost like this whole thing has had a beneficial effect in some way, shape, or form because you're tapping into a brand new audience that you know, for whatever reason, can't travel or even in normal times, non-coronavirus times, it's hard to get people on an airplane and go to a place for three days.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, especially when, you know, you're however long the flights are in Australia or coming from the UK, we had people and all over. So getting people to fly across the world isn't necessarily the easiest. So being able to tune in whenever they wanted seemed great. People were pretty panicked about when the platform was going to shut down so that they could continue watching their replays which mm-hmm. considered a good thing so it was good
0: <laughs> yeah so if you did want to get the replays and maybe you did miss out on the actual live performances where can somebody go get those they're pretty valuable
1: so if you hit up traffic forward slash recordings you can still get them and cool. the notes I think they come with the notes too who are one of our our longtime our favorite freelancers, who's actually out in, out in California, does these amazing, incredible notes every year for us. And we love her so much. And she's doing the notes again this year for us. She attended virtually. And yeah, we're really excited. It should be good.
0: That is so cool. Yeah. Well, head on over to trafficandconversionsummit.com forward slash recordings. Obviously, we'll leave these links in the show notes for you. Definitely check it out. Best conference uh, all year for digital marketing, marketing in general, and helping you grow your business. So check it out over there.
1: Yeah. You might even see a familiar face. You could. Perhaps (laughs) on day two. Yeah. Maybe on day two. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Day two. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit later in the afternoon. I was really hoping to rub elbows with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was really kind of like bump into him in the green room or something, but it wasn't meant to be, unfortunately. So, yeah, what can you do? So tell me, like, this has been an interesting year, to say the least. I think so. I think everybody's looking forward to 2021. Interesting thing is that 2020 for us at Tier 11 was actually our best year yet which is actually mm-hmm. one of the reasons why we wanted to do this show here is give you some takeaways some positive takeaways yeah. and some of the reasons for that but also some predictions for 2021 so like from your perspective you know what really sort of strikes you is the big takeaway from this past year when it comes to digital marketing marketing in general
1: Yeah. So I think based on what you said, Ralph, in terms of it being actually a very productive year, digital marketer saw the same thing. And I think one of our biggest takeaways is how much people needed education Mm. during this, well, whatever we want to call it, (laughs) whatever this year could be called. During 2020, mostly because, I mean, a lot, we've seen obviously a lot of businesses needing to pivot, but a lot of the businesses that needed to pivot didn't necessarily ever need to be in the online space or even need to be marketing, depending on, you know, what area they were in or what Mm -hmm. market they were in. So I think we've seen a pretty big year come out of Digital Marketer, specifically just because we were able to provide education. And even come March when everything kind of hit, you know, that was when we really did our big Goodwill campaign where we just opened up a lab for free for 30 days and then took away the need for a credit card. And we ended up getting over 50,000, I believe we had like 50,000 new users. And then after that, we ended up seeing like somewhere between one to 2,000 new paying members Hmm. because they just appreciated, one, just the goodwill and providing value, but also just the importance of education really came through. And that's what we were hopefully providing to our customers. But what I think was honestly really (laughs) ironic, I think, is that we almost took the plan for march for digital marketer was actually we were going to take our certifications out of lab because we do feel that the certifications function as a separate unit but we we gave everyone access when we did that that open access of our main product and it helped a lot of people but i think what we saw even at traffic and conversion summit is the same kind of trend line in terms of people were trying to reach into how to market their business, how to pivot online, and the companies that were able to either provide education on how to do that or provide some kind of help on how to do that to help out these businesses were really the ones who were able to benefit in 2020. So I think that's really the big takeaway that I saw from 2020. Was that the takeaway you were seeing at Tier Eleven too? Was that like ability to help businesses go online?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think um, you know, you guys offering lab for free was a stroke of genius. I Mm -hmm. mean, it was the perfect thing to do at the the perfect time, and certainly, everyone you had a rapt audience there. I mean, (laughs) we certainly know how great that that training is it's a, it's standard operating procedure for any new tier 11 employee you know, like they have to go through it all and you know it, it was funny when my son was going through we hired him as an intern this year and you know i look over and there's Ryan Dice talking to Alex i'm like what the hell's oh yeah that's right he's he's watching let's build a predictable selling system yes you know apparently he learned more about dating and women in that training than he ever did from me which I did text Ryan about, which she thought was kind of pathetic. But um, so anyway, so yeah. So I think that's a that was a huge takeaway. We certainly saw that for a lot of the businesses that we we, we do. Probably about fifty percent of our the companies that we work with as an agency or e-commerce. The other half are a mix between digital services, mostly, and some services, just service-based businesses. But the digital products companies, absolutely, there was a huge mm-hmm. spike in you know, we were almost calling it like the COVID spike, the COVID yes. wave, like yeah. March, April, May, June. And then we saw it starting to kind of come back down to earth July and August and definitely in September, which led to some real volatility in some of the platforms that we advertise on. But yeah, absolutely. That and the trend of, Anything relating to or slightly related to the virus in any way, shape, or form. Yes. <laughs> those businesses just like started to boom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like we have a lot of companies that are in like the health and wellness niches, yep. like those products, especially if there's like herbal remedies, like that sort of thing. Those were just booming, and that oh, yeah. trend really continued. So, and you know how Tier Eleven sort of powers its economic engine is primarily through ad spend. Mm-hmm. And the more the more a customer spends, actually the lower our percentage of our fee is. But still, like the power what powers our economics is definitely a spend. So and people aren't going to spend unless they're actually getting a return. Mm-hmm. So there seem to be audiences for a lot of those types of products, and definitely education for us was a was a big time theme. And we we saw that expand all the way through to the fall for sure. Yeah. <laughs> where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT.
1: I think you brought up a really interesting point too, because I think something really interesting and I've been hearing over and over again that happened was that ad spend kind of dropped to an all-time low and then went back up and spiked and then it was like a huge competition. Yeah. What exactly do you think happened there? I mean, obviously it was people got scared to spend and then everybody went all in because the like cost was so low. You think that's what happened?
0: I think for us, like the economic stimulus stuff, certainly in the US, and I know it was done in a lot of other countries, certainly helped in the early parts of the pandemic. And I think that gave a lot of confidence to consumers to continue to buy. Yes. And I think, you know, and now, you know, here we are at the end of 2020 and we're just about to get another stimulus package, um, which I think will really help in 2021. But I think some of that money started to like whittle away (laughs) through the end of of the summer. And I think there was just a a malaise. Mm -hmm. Really people were getting sick of it and you actually saw the reason for the trends that we have right now is because of that. People got a little bit more relaxed or they were just tired of it. And mm-hmm. I don't blame anybody for it. Yeah. I'm certainly tired of it too. I'm sure you are. But um, I think that the trends that we saw in advertising had a direct relation to the confidence of the consumer. Yes. And, and yeah, so, you know, like stuff was kind of novel initially. Mm-hmm. So we had that huge swing up and then it just sort of came back down to earth. Yep. And then what it caused on the platforms that we manage, you know, primarily our ad spend is on Facebook and Instagram, the algorithm really got wonky, uh, like it chucked a wobbly, as we say. We have a lot of Australian <laughs> people on staff. <laughs> I don't really know what that is, but I just know I don't it's know, bad. But it's
1: my new favorite phrase,
0: <laughs> Chuck a wobbly. <laughs> and everybody, like from the fall through almost Black Friday Cyber Monday, was just lots of volatility. Yeah. And I think that's now become more of the norm for
1: mm-hmm.
0: some of these platforms, especially Facebook with, you know, 4 billion monthly active users. So I think that was it. And it's definitely, it was a, it was a trend and, you know, there's now some changes in 2021. There's going to be a ton of changes, but yeah, it was a wacky year. And um, in spite of that, like, like you guys, like we had a, we had a great year. It was very yeah. fortunate. yes, You know, very, very fortunate. And I think we helped out a lot of people, you know through the advertisers that we represent, and I know you guys did certainly with the lab giveaway that was huge,
1: yeah, I mean, I think it ultimately, I think twenty twenty came down to just you know if you were able to help, how can you support other other businesses within your market because it was such a insane, insane year,
0: yeah. So, because it was an insane year, I mean, I'm <laughs> glad it's in the rearview mirror. <laughs>
1: Same, yes. <laughs> as you
0: look out the front windshield as to what is coming in 2021, from your perspective, what's your, what's your big prediction for the coming year?
1: From our perspective, and even just hearing coming out of TNC and hearing what all of our speakers were talking about, I think community is going to be mm. so so big right now. And we, you know, we had uh, Mari Smith on the podcast, a, a few episodes ago, and she even said, Ralph, you had mentioned that groups are becoming more and more popular. On Facebook, because people are seeking that community. They're seeking to be held accountable by their peers and to be able to ask questions to people who are experiencing the same struggles and the same challenges as they are. And that's what Mm. we see even within, you know, we launched a product this year called, you know, Elite Coaching. And the whole reason that it's become so fruitful is because the whole premise is group coaching. It's not one-on-one. The benefit is the group because entrepreneurs and business owners are able to come in together, you know, twice, three times a week if they want and talk through specific challenges, strategies they're thinking about together. And I think it really kind of solidified that particular trend while we were at TNC because my team was responsible for Uh, moderating all of the chat rooms Mm. in each of the stages at TNC. And by themselves, the attendees created Facebook groups based on their whatever room they were put in at the stages.
0: That's wild.
1: Isn't it? (laughs) So they could start holding each other accountable and they were even coming up with strategies within the stage chat rooms on, okay, like let's all get into this Facebook group and then let's break out into smaller groups so that we can start holding each other accountable for all these strategies that we're learning here at TNC. So cool. And yeah, I think it's really cool. I also think it's a pivot from what groups used to be Mm -hmm. because generally when you'd see people create groups, especially out of events, it was for lead generation and trying to capture people so that they could sell their product. But it really was about getting people in who were similar to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, even just moderating the chat within The platform, you could see how people were connecting and asking each other, okay, who's in... I think we got a a lot of like, who's in the farming business? Who's in the e-commerce business? Who's in Mm. health business? And people were already trying to connect to each other that way. And then creating these groups to really benefit off of the people who were like them and that they could learn from was, I think, is just going to blow up in 2021.
0: That's crazy. Like You actually saw it forming... Yeah. While you are moderating. That's so wild. Like, I I can't, that just can't be a, you know, uh, just happenstance. I mean, that is definitely an outgrowth of this past year. Like, people are craving community.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think it was, you know, it was funny because especially just, you know, coming out of the year's prior our gut reaction was like oh no shut it down they're trying Mm. to capture they're trying to generate leads and these poor people are going to get in and then be sold that's really not what they were trying to do at all like it was very much of like okay we're gonna come in like if you're in this this sector of uh products then you form with these people and you Mm. come over here so that we can all work on the same strategies and it was really it, has, it was like a science experiment It was fascinating to watch <laughs> That's fascinating,
0: so cool. you know I'm not really much of like a Facebook group person. I mean I belong to so many of them and i I've been invited to so many of them thankfully. but like I did find this year to your point is that the Facebook group that we formed, we launched an agency product like for agency owners to help yeah. them get to the next level. So, I mean, like an agency that's maybe a freelancer, you know, doing a couple thousand dollars a month and has a couple of accounts and how do they get to like six figures a month and beyond and like, we know how to do that. We did that. You know, we've been doing this for over ten years now, so we finally launched our own agency product. And you know, we have about thirty some odd members right now, and that's my f- almost my favorite. I shouldn't say it's my favorite because like the group call for the team you know, <laughs> every Wednesday is my favorite, but it's like my favorite call every week past like the actual company calls that we do, just because the community. Like I've gotten to know these guys, yeah, and gals, and like we're really helping them, and they're giving us so much feedback, and it's so much fun and you're actually seeing results like we know like if they do what we ask them to do they will grow work. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and especially right now so many people need an agency
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know i mean you've got like one of the big trends for me or one of the big things that if i look at top takeaways for 2020 is that Retail, for example, is down. I was surprised it was this little. I would have expected it more. Is down about ten yeah. percent. So, but e-commerce is way up at eighteen percent as of this recording. Mm. But like we saw, offline businesses coming online, not knowing how to market themselves, and like who do I turn to? Well, a freelancer, like a guy who knows how to run Facebook ads or Google Mm -hmm. or whatever it happens to be, like all of a sudden that service just boomed in 2020 because of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And you've got a lot of, you know, in our group, we have a lot of people that have really struggled with growth. Like, how do you do it? How do I turn out from like a solopreneur to hiring a team and having SOPs? And how do I? You know, create my own sales funnel, and how do I, you know, b- create and, and deliver consistent service, and all these things have been a really a lot of fun to help these business owners with, and it's all based on community, and I'm in there all the time now, whereas before I wasn't really that way. So I mean, to, to your point about community, I think I think it's something that's really here to stay, mm-hmm. and I don't think the world is going to be the same ever again. No,
1: definitely <laughs> you know?
0: not. Yeah, so it's a it's a big trend for sure. Yeah, I think I think one of the the big predictions for me in 2021 is just looking at, and I, and I have an advertising view of the world. <laughs> obviously, um, is the volatility of the platforms yes. that we're on, and you know, we were just talking about this uh, prior to hitting record. Is that there's a big deal right now with this iOS update, this 14.3 update, where people can actually opt out of being tracked through the Facebook app. Like this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And the, a lot of advertisers are going to lose visibility. Well how are you going to counter that? How are you going to deal with the uh, you know, the volatile nature of this platform and all the other platforms that we're on now, which is all social? But Facebook is still the primary platform like this is going to be a big challenge and, fa- and advertisers who don't spend nearly what we spend like we, you know we spend upwards of hundred million dollars a year in Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. So like we've got to figure this out. So business owners are going to struggle with this. I do think that there is a solution. We'll actually have some guests on the show. We'll actually talk about some of the solutions here. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that you you got to double down on you know your understanding of your markets and creative ad copy, the big idea. How are you going to hook in cold traffic? And then once you actually get them interested, how do you convert them? And I think we talked yes. about this earlier this year is like the after the click stuff now is so vitally important. Like a, a business who maybe was offline and now came online because of coronavirus, they were making sales, right? But mm-hmm. now that wave, that Corona surge has sort of ended. Now it's sort of back to volatility. And now the business owners are really going to have to look at that experience after the click. Yep. And that's half of advertising. Half of it is the you know before the click. like That's the ad and the targeting and your campaign setups. But the other half is after the click. And you know, we're actually launching a whole division specifically around after the click because we know if we can match the before the click and the after the click, the user experience is going to be that much better. You know, we're going to be able to get return on ad spend, lower cost per acquisition and grow businesses. And I think business owners just in general need to be really aware of this. Like what worked back in April it's like, yeah, everything was going great. And that was probably not going as great. Yeah. Like you've got to obviously listen to this show, you know, hire professionals that might be able to help you. But if you're doing it yourself, look holistically at the entire, you know, the, the in it, as Ryan says, the value, you know, the customer value journey. I should know that one. <laughs> but... But it's a it's a big trend, and we certainly see it in uh, in 2020, and and definitely into 2021. So stay tuned to Perpetual Traffic for, you know, all the latest and greatest, and some really great uh, guests that we're going to have in the coming year. So.
1: Yeah. And hopefully some solutions. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there will be, I mean, you know.
1: Of course, there's always going to tell- be a way to figure it out. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like I tell my kids, there's a solution for every problem.
1: guys. <laughs> you know, sometimes That's right. it's,
0: it's a little bit challenged to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, well, no, this has been great. And, uh, you know, hopefully you, the listener, stays, uh, stays in touch with us throughout the coming year. But we'll continue to deliver quality stuff for you here at Perpetual Traffic and Amanda thanks for a great 2020 yeah. even though it wasn't a normal 2020, <laughs> it,
1: was a 2020. To, it was a 2020 <laughs> it was
0: <right>? a 2020 a <laughs> 2020 <laughs> yeah hindsight is 2020 so for all the links that we mentioned here and all the resources mentioned on uh, today's show episode 286 head on over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast like I said this is episode 286 happy new year amanda powell and to you the perpetual traffic listener Till next week see ya
1: you've been listening to perpetual traffic for more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast thank you for listening